Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writer's life. And I just made a big faux pas this morning (laughs) and it fits in exactly with the topic of the show. So I don't know, uh, maybe, maybe that was in my subconscious so I could give you a really good example of what not to do. And I'll tell you what, I got one today. I'm going to explain to you what not to do right after we begin the way we begin every show with the dailies. All right, what am I working on today? You know, I do this segment, the dailies, to give you a feel for what a regular day in the life of a working writer looks like. And and what we've learned from all our guests and from my own experiences, there's no regular day. And today's exactly the same. There's Nothing is going the way I had planned. So I'm responding, putting out some fires and doing some other work. And it's a busy morning. And, and that's okay. I got up early and went for my walk. Um, I've been taking a five to 15 minute walk in the mornings at 5.30 just to clear the cobwebs. It's it's a little bit of exercise for sure, but it's mostly just stretching my mind and body. It's helping me wake up uh, better and get going better. Um, made breakfast for my daughter, just a couple of pieces of toast. That's my superpower or, or my secret weapon. I get a chance to talk to her. She's a senior in high school. And if I make her something to eat, she will come out and eat it and uh, stare at me for a few minutes or sometimes throw in a word or whatever. So that's the way I started. And then I sat down and did my morning pages, um, drafted some gibberish and also drafted a, a new concept for a book idea. And I don't know if it's going to be interesting to me. Again, this was the early stage of the idea. I just got some thoughts about it, wrote it out. Um, in loose notes and mind maps and all those weird, uh, the way the ideas kind of associate and, and tack on to each other. Um, so that, that'll that be in the back of my mind now for the next few days, see if that's something that I want to live with for a while or live with long enough to write a book, if there's enough research out there to support it because it's a non-profit, it's a non-fiction idea. Um, and then I went to work in the office And I got an email uh, from an editor I've been wanting to work with for a while who's interested in an idea of mine. And I fired her an email back. I was so excited. I did this very quickly. And that was a big mistake. I'm going to tell you why in just a second. And those are the dailies. 
You know, here on Simply Write with Polly, we talk a lot about not only creating the writing, the technique, the craft behind good writing, the strategies we can use in our work, but about the mindset, the persistence, and the psychology of success, uh, of resilience that we need to make this in the world of a working writer. So we talk about the writing craft and we talk about the writer's mindset, really how to create a life around our writing and write around our life. I think it's essential to be aligned. You know, there for me, there's really no separation between uh, this work and how I live my life. Um, even when I move out from the desk and I'm doing my family things or my other activities or hobbies or whatever it is, I'm, I'm always seeing angles for the story or the book. I'm identifying issues that I may be facing, that my friends might be facing, that, that maybe could result into an essay or an article, a service piece of journalism, whatever it is. And so today, on that note, I'm going to talk to you about what not to do. This is what not to do. And I did it first thing this morning. So I've, I'm rebounding now. This is where you draw on the resilience and the professionalism. But dang, it did not start off well. I received an email from an editor that I've been wanting to work with for a while. And I, I've also wanted to get him on the show. Um, I'm a fan of his work and I, I want to write for his publication. And so I fired off this email with both requests, an invite to the show and um, to be to be a guest on the show and also some story ideas. So I was, it was very professional email, kind of, you know, kind of a pitch, a letter of introduction with a pitch at the end. And I had a favorable response back this morning to both accounts and I was super excited. And as often happens with me in those moments, I want to take care of business. I've got this opportunity. I want to go all in and manage it and, and secure it right away. And I did that this morning. I sent the details about the podcast, what he would need to know, and some structure for the things I wanted to talk about with him so he would be prepared when he came on and so he could feel comfortable in the podcast. Um, but here's the thing. I sent him the wrong letter. I sent him a show letter that was intended for another guest who is going to talk about a topic this editor is not involved with at all, is not an expert in, has nothing to do with. Um, and at the same time, I followed up with him about the story ideas I wanted to write about him. So here he gets this very confused incorrect letter about the show. And then right after that, I'm essentially asking him for a job and assignment, right? Oh, gross. He wrote back. He was very gracious and kind and said, Hey, I, I can't really talk about this stuff because I don't do this stuff. And, and so I'm not the best source for you. Um, but okay, we can talk about the story ideas. And I'm like, what? So I went back and read the letter that I had fired off almost instantly. And I realized I'd sent it to the wrong person. Of course, he doesn't know what I'm talking about because that's not why I wanted him on the show. And so not only do I feel super uncomfortable and uh, frustrated with myself that, that uh, 
you know, I sent him the wrong email, but at the same time, I wanted to prove my level of professionalism. So he would hire me to do an assignment. And that is not a good showing, right? I'm wanting to write him an article. I, I want to write an article for his publication. And I didn't even proofread this professional letter I sent him about the podcast. Oh, I feel so frustrated. And yet, as I alluded to before, uh, this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened to me. This exact scenario has not happened. But similar sloppiness, professional sloppiness has occurred because I'm a procrastinator. This has been an ongoing issue for me. But until recently, I've never had a name for it. It's It's been something that I felt, something that has occurred. I've even put safeguards in to my schedule to guard against the very thing I did this morning that comes off as being sloppy. But now I have a name for it. And I think you're going to relate to it too, at least some of you. I am a procrastinator, procrastinator, not a procrastinator. Of course, about 20% of us, according to research, procrastinate on various things. We all do that. That's part of a normal experience. I don't do that very often once in a while on something I really don't want to get to or something that's not super important to me right now, like cleaning out the hall closet, right? I can live with a messy hall closet, but when it comes to deadlines and so forth, I don't procrastinate, but I do lean into procrastination and it's a mindset that influences my work in a negative way. So what is your MO? Are you the kind that leaps Immediately on the first thing on your to-do list, you respond to emails right away. The instant you get them, you send things out. The minute you're done, you're always working ahead, taking it on. Or do you wait until the last possible second to get started? So a procrastinator, right, is the kind that puts things off until the very end, postpones things even when it's not in their best sense to do it. But a procrastinator is more the camp that I come from. And that is a person who hops on things right away because they don't want to live with the stress of having a long to-do list. But that's not always smart either. That leads to mistakes like it did for me this morning, this kind of sloppiness because I wrote the letter and, and I have a lot of things going on for the podcast, right? I'm, I'm securing guests, I'm producing the show, and I'm also writing different projects and assignments. And so I'm constantly emailing people. All it would have taken for me is to slow my roll, reread the letter I'd written to proofread it, and I would have caught the mistake before I sent it out to this big wig in publishing that I essentially want to work with, right? That's not a good showing. Okay, while research shows that procrastination can be a, a difficult issue for many people to manage, and we've all known it was time to go to the computer to write, and instead we end up making ramen or folding laundry, right? You know what I'm talking about. But procrastination is also a challenge for many of us, and it can be dangerous. We are often evaluated on the work we produce, right? On the job we do. So 
if it's sloppy and filled with errors, if it's confusing and not relevant to the issue we're working on, chances are we'll hear from our supervisor in the writing world. You may not get a second chance to write again for that publication. And um, hastily sent emails to an editor I wanted to work with aren't a good showing either. And I feel I feel icky. Now, this word procrastination is interesting to me because it perfectly describes what I've experienced. And Dr. David Rosenbaum, he's a professor of psychology at the University of California, Riverside. He wrote about this in 2014, and he coined the term procrastination. Here's how he defines it. He says, it's the tendency to tackle sub-goals at the earliest opportunity, even at the expense of extra effort. And what the way I define this is, listen, I'll do all the little things as quickly as possible, even if they might cost more, cost me more time in the long run, just to get them off the list, right? So when I sit down and I see an email from the editor, okay, that's an easy response. The answer is yes to his questions. And I need to send some quick details to schedule the interview. And I did that as fast as I could. And I got that out. That is procrastination. And that happens when we work so hastily that it comes back to bite us. Now, Rosenbaum and other researchers think this issue is hardwired, a product of our evolution. In other words, if you're out on the in the savanna and you see berries, literally the low-hanging fruit, right? You got to take what you see immediately, even if you find the better stuff down the road, because you don't know what's going to come back again, right? So you could run out of options. So take what you see now to survive, you know, 300 million years ago, right? On, on the savanna or in the jungles, because you might just run out of time and not find another opportunity. So we are hard, hardwired a little bit to think like this. Do it now because you might not have time to get it done later, right? I, I run into this all the time. I don't want to hold it in my head. I don't want to forget what I'm thinking about or forget what I need to do. I have extensive to-do lists because of this. And I don't want to get to the end of the day and realize that I haven't done this thing that other people are counting on me for. Now, I have a lot of big projects. I do not miss deadlines. I'm on them. I know that's essential to my job. And they often require more of my attention and my time. When I'm writing an article or a book, that requires weeks and months of work, right? So I work on them every day. But it's the smaller things, the quick emails I have to get out to confirm a guest or the letter of introduction that might take me 20 minutes to write, but it needs to be just right. Then I am likely to send it out before I've read it closely or before I've proofread it, or before I've checked the spelling of the contact on top. And then I just look unprofessional and sloppy. So I didn't know what it was called, this procrastination, until recently, and I read a study about it. But I did know my tendency. When I get a new deadline, um, or I'd be get a new assignment, and the, the editor would, would put a deadline on it, 
there was always this moment of panic after that. And there, there still is this moment of panic when I'm looking I'm like, Oh, I got to get this out in two weeks or four weeks or whatever it is. And I start on it immediately. Sometimes I start on the research so quickly that I haven't lined up the best possible expert. I've lined up a expert, but not the best one. And I will have to go back later after I learn more about the topic and find better sources. So it costs me more work or I'll have to apologize for the mistake I made in the letter or I'll have to send a follow-up. Whatever it is, it's it can cost us if we're not careful about this, okay? Now, a couple of things happen for me and maybe you'll relate to them. One is I get anxious when I see my list getting longer. I feel weighted down. So I check off things as quickly as I can. Um, And I also tend to put a lot of things on my list so I don't forget it all. So I will put on trivial things, check the mail or turn on the washer just so I remember to do them. Now I don't do that all the time, but if I'm filled, if my head and my list is filled with a whole bunch of things that I feel like I need to get done for the week, then I will put everything on the list. Now, the other part of that is I also like marking that stuff off. So if I'm really feeling uh, like I have a long to-do list or a complex project I'm working on, I will put every aspect of that project call so-and-so, write the lead, look up this website on my list. I will break that project down into very fine pieces um, and very fine goals, the subgroups that Dr. Rosenbaum talks about, right? So that I have something to check off so that I feel like I'm getting closer to the end goal. Now, this is not just me. The The neuroscientists at Princeton have found that the reward center in our brains, there's some fancy name, the nucleus acubens, is activated more, (laughs) comes alive more strongly when we do something that requires less effort. When we accomplish something that requires less effort, our reward center lights up. It's activated. We like ticking those boxes off. We like checking them off. And that is absolutely true for me. No matter how big the task on my to-do list, I like to cross things off. I feel satisfied when that happens. But that big to-do list might be getting in my way. It might be contributing to this procrastination that some of us experience when we're feeling loads of anxiety and making sloppy mistakes because we're trying to get stuff checked off too soon. When we become more focused on trying to get stuff done rather than doing what we are doing well, when we are less focused on what we are doing, to say it a different way, and more focused on just checking things off, we're more likely to waste time and energy. We're more likely to make mistakes, to duplicate our work because we'll have to go back. You know, I've done this before where I've gone far down the rabbit hole with an idea for a book and I haven't vetted that idea strong enough and I'll get into it, the concepting and and hours of work and realize there's no book here. This is an article idea. This is not a book because I got so excited and wanted to make fast track progress on this book that I didn't do 
put due diligence in on the early part of the process, which is developing the solid idea that can carry a book. And there's a lot of research on this that shows we are more likely to take on the first thing that comes quickly to get it out so that we can ease our pressure a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? What happens, according to researchers, is that we have great anxiety about making progress on our list or our goals for the day. So we jump in so quickly to get things done that we don't take the time we need to consider the best ways of doing things, our other options, the possibilities, what we need to do first, what's more important, for example. That is procrastination and that gets us in trouble. So I'm going to tell you how I'm working through this to help my writing business and how you can too. I've got some solutions and thoughts for you. When we come back right here on Simply Write with Polly on the Creators Network of Electric House. Welcome back to Simply Write with Polly. Today we're talking about procrastination, the mindset that got me in trouble this morning. And it's really the practice of uh, having things on our list that we want to get done right away. See, we tend to act hastily, move too quickly without considering our other options or proofreading or doing the other things we need to do to uh, make sure that it's the right move we're making, right? And I, I told you about how I sent the wrong email to an editor that I want to work with this morning. So I've been dealing with that this morning. I have, I, you know, sloppy, sloppy work. I didn't proofread it because I was so excited. I wanted to get the thing out and I'd just written it. It wasn't very long. I didn't even realize that I sent it to the wrong person. So how can we avoid those mistakes? Because being a writer means juggling a bunch of different balls. And I've got a lot on my to-do list and that can make me feel anxious. I'm afraid I'm going to forget something or miss a deadline or, or not have time to work through something, not have time to to give give it the attention it needs and deserves. And so I am more likely to procrastinate, hop on right away and get the easier jobs done first and quickly so I can cross things off my list, which then also makes us feel good that we're crossing things off, even if they're trivial, <laughs> even if they really don't matter to the big picture, the act of crossing things off on our to-do list makes us feel better. It activates the reward center of our brain. So there's lots of things that cause us to procrastinate. But the big thing is we need to manage ourselves so we can have a professional presence, get the job done without stressing out, and be more effective. Because often us procrastinators know that we'll head out down one path without giving proper consideration to other things. And then we'll have to come back and redo our work or duplicate our efforts. So here are some ways to think about this, to avoid the uh, the trouble spots, and to really take the pressure off ourselves so we don't feel driven to procrastinate, so we can really give the focus to the work we are doing, to the writing we are doing. Because 
you know, the way this can really crop up is we'll have done a long project and we know the book requires another revise and it feels overwhelming. So we won't give it the attention it needs. Like we won't read out loud or the other things that help us turn in the best product. So we need to slow our roll and help ourselves to avoid procrastination at this stage. Um, and this all starts with awareness, like anything, right? I know this about myself. So like I said, 99% of the time, not today, but 99% of the time, I have safeguards in place to keep myself from doing this. Um, one of the things I do is I take stuff off my list so that when I look at my daily list, I don't get so stressed out or I don't go get so anxious and feel the need to just cross things out as fast as possible. So the way I do this is at the beginning of the week, Sunday or Monday, I create a master list on a separate sheet of paper of the things I'd like to accomplish this week or the little sub goals that I have you know, to get the article out or the sources I need to reach the little tiny aspects of each goal that are part of the larger goal. And I'll put it all down. What this does is it frees my mind up because I know I've saved it, right? I'm not going to forget it if it's on a list, but I take that master list and I move it away from my daily list. Then on my daily list, I put three things a day and these are the essentials, not the should do's. I should do the laundry. I should send a LOI out for this person. These are the things that must get done that day. And I just put three on my list. Now, if I finish those three things in the day, I can decide to pull out the master list and go to another thing on that list. But it's not even in the same desk or viewing screen. I'm not even looking at it, right? So I'm just looking at the three things I have to do for that day. This takes a lot of pressure off because when I don't see as many things on my list, I slow my roll. I have this sense that I have enough time to get everything done. And that takes the pressure off. I tend to do a better job when I do that. Another thing I do is I quit things. I delegate, I cut, I cancel. Sometimes when I'm making the list ahead of time, that to-do list, where I'm thinking about the aspects of the job, uh, the assignment that I need to do, um, I realize they're actually not as important as I thought they were that initial day. There's always a little panic at the beginning of a new project and I'll put everything down. But when I come back and look at those things, some of those things are not necessary. Um, and some of them just happened by default because it's part of creating the article. So there's no need to add them in. Some things like the laundry don't have to be done at all on a Tuesday afternoon, right? Or someone else can do those things. So on the essentials, sometimes it'll be a family thing. If I need to take my daughter to a medical appointment, or if, if I need to make a meal um, for a gathering at the school or whatever it is, that might be on my essential list. So the essentials may contain work or uh, the writing life, the, the family life too, because it all interrelates. But the point is I only put three essentials down. And once I get those three done, 
I am free to move about the building. I can add more to my list or I can uh, read or study or whatever it is comes next. So schedule the essentials and then look for things you can cut and cancel and get rid of on your list. Often I over list. I put too many things on the list and they are not essentials and or somebody else can do them and I can delegate that or they can be put off for a couple of days until they become an essential. So consider that. Also, uh, the other thing is I put all this in my calendar, right? So on the days when I have essentials that relate to Simply Write and podcasting, that almost always happens on Tuesday. I put them in clusters and the essentials will be podcast essentials because it's easier to feel like I've got the big thing done then when I've completed all these related to-dos, right? I, I have been slowing down on my texting and my emails. They don't have to happen immediately when I get an email. Now, Often, like what happened this morning, I've, uh, you know, where I, I was excited, I responded immediately without carefully looking at what I was writing. That was a mistake, a result of procrastination. But now I know uh, most often when I get a letter like that, I will stand up and actually move away from the desk so that I don't do that. Like I will physically remove myself. I get really excited. I'm pretty passionate. And I tend to respond quickly and and say yes without thinking through things. And so now I physically remove myself when I get something like that. And I'll come back to it another day or later in the day. And I will read the email again and I'll think about it before I respond. Um, I used to respond to all of them immediately because I didn't want them hanging over my head. Now I'll make a note on the master list. I got an email from this editor, respond to this editor, and I will get up then and remove myself, come back, do the other essentials on my to-do list, and then decide how to respond. I needed to create the space so I can prevent what happened this morning where I get something out too quickly and I haven't... um, I haven't looked at what I'm, I haven't considered fully what the letter is about or what's being asked of me. Okay. So the other part I do, and I read this um, in an article on procrastination and recognize that I do this too, and I think it's essential. And that is schedule the other things too. Like morning pages are a huge part of my life. They do not make me any money. They do not. They're not on my essentials list, but they go to how I live my life, how I feel in my life, how grounded I feel, the way I'm creative and the way I express myself. Those are important things. Those are part of my values. Um, Health is a value of mine, better health. And so I get up early to make sure I get my walk in. Um, Time with my family is a value. So each day I make sure I have those things built in too. This isn't all about work. This is about being a whole person and feeling good in your life because when we do those things, we are also more effective when we do the work, right? We feel better. We have more varied experiences. We have more novelty. We have more connection and all those things make a healthy person who is also a productive worker or writer, right? 
And finally, this is this last point is something that's become very important to me, not only as a, you know, worker, as somebody who has a job, but as somebody who's like alive. <laughs> and that is, I've had to redefine and rethink about what success looks like to me, not to the world, but a lot of what I do in my day is not measurable, right? There is no external outcome or progress that anybody else would notice. And sometimes I don't notice it either. Listen, I'm writing long projects. It can be a year before I get a book deal or before the book is is written. It could be two years or more before a book is published. So all the work I'm doing in my day may not have any immediate outcome. You know, I'm I'm raising a daughter. Part of my time is spent with her willingly. I want to do that. But who knows how that's going? <laughs> I may never know that, right? So a lot of the things we do that are important and meaningful to us at work and in our personal lives doesn't have any measurable progress. So I used to really feel bad about this. I'd finish the day without anything to show for it. I'd work all day writing at the desk and not even have a finished draft of anything, right? Nothing polished enough for anyone else to read. Or I'm reading a book that is is the research for the next book I'm writing or the podcast I'm recording, and it looks like I'm doing nothing at all, just sitting there reading when really my mind is working overtime to make things happen. I've got nothing submitted, nothing I'll be paid for, and yet I've worked all day long. I used to feel very unproductive. I used to think, what have I done all day? But it's just like when you have a young child, you're busy all day long. And yet you you haven't, you know, folded the laundry or baked the bread or done anything that makes a paycheck. It doesn't mean it's wasted time. So when I defined my productivity or my success by how much I got finished, that would really undermine my sense of self. And it would really put pressure on me to get as much done as possible. And that is just baloney. That's not uh, a high quality uh, of living that doesn't promote well-being. It promotes me being stressed out and making sloppy errors. Now I'm have redefined what progress looks like for me. If I'm thinking, if I'm creating, if I'm getting anything down on the page, if I'm connecting in meaningful ways, that is progress. And I will take a look at that at the end of the day and think, oh, I shared breakfast with my daughter, or I drafted some notes on this next story I want to write, or, oh, I sent out one letter to this editor uh, about an assignment I want to work on. That's progress. That's success for me. So rethink how you define success. Redefine what progress looks like for you and avoid the mistakes like the one I made this morning by easing off this procrastination, this drive to knock things off the list. And uh, we'll do better. Our work will be tighter. And that brings us to what's in the desk. And it's not what's in the desk today, but it's a tool that I use every day to remind myself 
to get up and move. And I have a, a chime that rings on my phone. Sometimes I just set the timer on my phone. And it reminds me to get up every hour. So the, the app I have in my phone is, let's see, it's called the Canax Hourly, C-A-Y-N-A-X. But I also have it um, I, I set the, the timer on my phone. So I get up every hour, walk around, get some more coffee, take the dog out. Cause I find that having that distance helps me to keep from getting so immersed in the to-do cycle and just ripping things out that that little break helps me to come back fresher, more focused and less frantic. And that's the what's in the desk segment for today. All right, writers, it's time to get to work today. Remember, if you want to talk more about this, join our Simply Write community at simplywrite.substack.com. I'll be writing about procrastination and the distinction between that and procrastination. But as always, we have links to the guests we featured on the show, other writing resources, you know, just it's a way for us to connect and talk about one of my favorite things, and that is writing. Join us there at simplywrite.substack.com. And it's time to get writing today. Remember, as you go through your week, the words of Richard Branson, remember the to-do list, but don't forget the to-be list. Now, writers, sit down and simply write. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.